shush. Sure. Uh, we need the shush. Hey, good morning. Do you ever get sick and tired of not knowing if you could pay your monthly expenses? <laughs> Do you ever feel you could just use a break? <sighs> you know those people that work three days a week and somehow have it all made. Do you want to be one of them? Gentlemen, <clears throat> I'm going to share with you the secret of wealth. The truth is it would be a much more powerful sheer if the one giving the shear was extremely wealthy. <laughs> okay, so this all starts in the Gemara and Tainus and Aftas. Aser Taser, the Gemara says, the famous Drosha. Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher, give Meiser in order to become wealthy. Ashkechei Rabbi Yochanan liyinuka deresh lakish. Rabbi Yochanan... Uh, chanched upon the child of Reish Lakish, Amrlei, Emily Pesukech. He said, Tell me a Pasuk you're learning. So Amrlei he told him over the Pasuk in Re, Aser Taser. Amrlei, my Aser Taser. So this young child was actually very curious and bright. And he says to Rev Yochanan, What's Pshad in that double expression, Aser Taser? So Amrlei, Rev Yochanan said back, Aser Bishvil Shetisasher is teaching us this drasha that you should give Meiser in order to become wealthy. Okay, now there are two ways to understand this Gemara theoretically. One is when you give Meiser, you will become wealthy. Or it's saying more than that, it's telling you the mindset is not only allowed, but it's encouraged. Give Meiser in order to become wealthy. Alright, so let's... The first What's that? <coughs> Meaning, Bishvil is very mashma, do it because of this. That's what the word means, right? Generally speaking. So, but that's tricky, because if there's a chiv to give Meiser, then even if I want to stay poor... You still have a chiv to give meiser. That might not be your intention in the giving of the meiser, right? But the Pashim Shad is, Rabbi Yochanan is saying, the drasha is teaching us you should give meiser in order to become wealthy. Okay. So, Amrlei Minalach. So the child said back to Rabbi Yochanan, how do you know? Kind of a vague question. And there's a lot of discussion here and just trying to understand the, the dialogue. But that's the basic question. How do you know? So Zil Nasi. He said, go try it out. Right? You don't have to have faith in what I'm telling you. Try it. See what happens. So Amrlei Nasi really means to test. So the child says back to Yochanan, Umi Shari How can you test Hashem? You're not allowed to do that. It says in the Pasuk, Lo Hashem Elokeichem that you shall not challenge, you shall not test Hashem, your God. Rabbi Yochanan says, this is what Rabbi Hoshea said. He taught us that it's true in general, there's an Iser, and we'll learn more about this in a moment, there's an Iser deraisa against trying to test Hashem. But this is the exception. <clears throat> and he quoted the Pasuk in Malachi, Shinemar, that you should bring all of the Meiser until the, to the Beis Ha'otzer. And test me, says Hashem, test me with this. Please, challenge me. Test me to see if I don't open up for you all of the the bounty of heaven, and I will empty out for you, Gemara interjects, my what is that phrase? So, 
that you will be the recipient of so much blessing to the point where your lips are going to get tired from saying, that's enough, that's enough, please, no more wealth. So basically what's happening here is the child was asking Rabbi Yochanan, how do you know, how do you know this works? Rabbi Yochanan's response was, test Hashem, try it out yourself. The child's kasha was, but how are you allowed to test Hashem? That's an iser in the Torah, lo tenasa Hashem ulekeichem. So Rabbi Yochanan answered, we have this misara, that chutz mizu. How do we know chutz mizu? We have a pasuk in Malachi. So listen to the response of the child, right? What a chutz binyak. I'm not yet to Malachi in my, in my studies. If I were to get there already, though, lahai psuka, if I would have seen this pasuk, lo habis itzrichina lach ulehoshea rabach. I wouldn't need you or your Rebbe Hoshea. <laughs> You're not being Begala and Grace of Chedushim, but just you happen to see a Pasuk. I, I don't have that Bikiyas yet. Okay, so just to understand and, and somewhat appreciate the basic back and forth, if we have a Drasha and there is this double expression of Aser to Aser, why do we need the Pasuk in Malachi? What is that adding? Adding the testing piece. The testing piece, meaning what? Meaning that. You could test me. Uh huh. Meaning, Aser, Bishvil, Shetis Asher. That's saying, go ahead and give Miser in order to become wealthy. But isn't that, by definition, a test? <laughs> saying that the Pasuk in Re'e is telling you, do this, give Miser. And it's okay to be mechavit, I'm doing this to become wealthy. Ah, you have a kasha, but how can I test Hashem? So maybe it's like this. If I just believe wholeheartedly, I'm going to give maeser and I'll become wealthy. So then I'm not testing Hashem. Why are you giving maeser? Somebody might respond, well, first of all, it's a mitzvah. And second of all, I want to be really, really wealthy. So I'm giving maeser. Okay. But then, if you're somebody like the son of Reish Lakish, you're somewhat skeptical, and you don't necessarily believe for sure it's going to happen, so you want to do it, and part of your intention is, I want to test Hashem to see if He comes through. So how could you test Hashem? That should be an Isra in the Torah. To that, we have the Pasuk and Navi telling us, no, please, please, try, test me. I think it's a, it's a good Pashib shot. It's a good cash show. Let's see. Let's no, 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 Keep the calculation, and we don't have a kind of you don't get it. Like, not like, oh, uh, I mean, in the we have other places, right, where there could be a promise of a richas yabim, kibudavim, shluchakein. Sometimes a person is excelling in one of those mitzvahs, and for some reason they don't live a long life. So the answer to that is this is, this is be'etzim, the, the haftacha, but there could be many other cheshbonos that play a factor. When it comes what it to, what's that? We maybe you don't know what it means exactly, long life. Maybe you don't fully appreciate what it actually means, or maybe it actually means that, but there could be just many other, other cheshbonos. Right? The Hashem's world is a complicated place. However, when it comes to Miser, <laughs> what it says is what, is what it means. It's very poshut, very straightforward. You want to become wealthy? Give Miser. You don't fully believe that's the system? Test me. That's the poshut of Shadadengmar. Now, what we have to explore briefly is, what kind of miser are we talking about? It would be a chaval if the Gemara is only talking about giving miser from your field, but not referring to miser ksofim. That would be really popping the balloon, right? Popping the bubble. Let's see Tosfos. Aser taser. He quotes from the Sifri. Aser taser. Es kol tevua zarecha. Hayotzi hasada shana shana. So the Sifri says, All we know is that there's a chiv to take miser from the produce of your field. 
ribis, uprakmatia, v'cholshar, v'achim. But when it comes to uh, interest or business or other other monies made, minayin, how do we know that you also have a chiv to take meiser? Talmud lomer es kol. The lushen of kol is coming to be marbe, <coughs> not just your sada. To have meimer es tevuosicha. My kol, the rabos, that's coming to include ribis, pragmatia, v'chol davr shemarviach bo, any kind of money that you're gaining from is, including in the, is included in the obligation of aser taser. And therefore, if it's included in that obligation, and according to Tosvos, that seems like it's not a rabbinic addition, but it's a real drasha, and this is debated heavily, but Pashup Shad and Tosfos, it's a real drasha. If this is part and parcel of the Chiyuv of Meiser, then the Haftacha of Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher should apply equally to both your field and your money. And then he says, We find in the Haggadah, Haggadah, Yotzeh Hasada Shana Shana, Kalomar, Im Lotaser Sadcha Kahogeng, if one does not take Meiser from his field appropriately, then the next year you're only going to have Hayotze Min Hasada, Kalomar, which means to say, Your field will only produce the amount that you gave previously in Meiser. That which for years you were giving only as Meiser from the field. Now, if you stop giving Meiser in the, in the correct way, then the only thing your field will produce is the amount of Meiser you gave previously. And then it quotes a Meiser. Let, let's analyze this story here for a second. Meiser ba'adam echad shaya oshir. There's a story about a guy who was wealthy, v'haya lo sadash asa elif kor. And he had a field that produced 1,000 kor every year. V'haya osa Asher notil kuf korim, so he would take 100 korim lemaiser. Umafrish kol shana vishana, and as a good Jew, he would be mafrish that maiser every year. V'chein asa kol yamav, and this is what he did his entire life. as he was about to die, kara lebeno, he called in his son, v'amrlo b'ni, dash yisodazu shani morish lecha, osa b'chol shana vishana elif korim, my son, you should know that this field that I'm being Morish to you produces 1,000 kor every year. And the last words that came out of his mouth was, be careful to take 100 kor kasher asisi. Okay. Umeis, also haish. So next year, now the son's in charge of the field. It produces 1,000 kor. Kasher haya osa v'chayi ha'av v'hifrish menu kufkaren b'shana kama b'shana shnia in the second year nistakel v'ra ha'ben shemaiser haya davar gadol the son was thinking to himself you know what things are kind of tight having to be mafresh one hundred kor that's a lot so v'omer shelo yafresh l'shana cheres shelo yafresh so he said you know what I'm not going to be mafresh one hundred kor. That, that's excessive. L'shana cheres nismaid hasada. The next year, his field diminished, the produce diminished, below osa ki imeya korin. And the entire field only produced 100 kor. Nitztar alav, and he was paid by this. V'shamu krovav. Shikach mi'ed v'lo hifrish. His relatives heard what took place, that his field was devastated, because he didn't take Meiser. And this is a very dysfunctional family. They came wearing white and they were happy and celebrating. And they said, oh, what happened? What happened over here? Did somebody not take their Meiser? And he appreciated their gentle tochacha. And that enhanced their shalom bias. Okay. So that's the story. That means on a year, annually, like, say, oh, Hashanah, to Rosh Hashanah, like, is that, is that, like, how this works? So the truth is that that's a, a whole discussion. Is it actually Shana Shana, Halacha Lamaisa? 
The short answer is no. No, Labdafka. But what's, what's interesting or even somewhat disturbing about this particular story? That I always thought, the first time I saw this Tosa, I must have been six or so. The kasha was, how does that stim with the Gemara itself? What's the story? How does it start off? Once upon a time in a land far away, there was a very wealthy man, and he had a field that produced 1,000 core. And every year he would take 100 to be mafrish. And he did that consistently, year after year, his entire life, until he died. Yeah. <laughs> All right? That seems to fly in the face of what the Gemara just said. What he was doing was was maintaining his wealth. That answers really oh. Goldstein's question. We don't understand what wealth really means. Maybe it means that you're not going to have less than what you need. Oh, we're, we're Mamish having Suarez fly around the room yeah, at lightning well, we speed. You want to say enough, 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 which sounds like it'll keep going Yes, on. yes, this is good, right, Mamish? Ping pong. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it, I don't know. So let's go step by step. The kasha is, doesn't this story contradict what the Gemara just said? If he's taking Miser every single year appropriately, he should be getting more and more wealthy. Where the next year his field is producing 2,000 core or 8,000 core. So why didn't that happen? So Dr. Seidel is suggesting, maybe the pshat is, is that Miser will make you wealthy once you're already in the bracket of, of your now, you're labeled as an usher. So giving Miser is able to maintain wealth but maybe it doesn't add wealth. Well, where we see in the Gemara that you're supposed to keep getting wealthier? Oh, so this is the kasha that Avi was, was really responding with. Adbli die is mashma. There's going to be such a bounty of blessing and shefa that it's almost overwhelming. <laughs> to now like use, use the thumb, it just means that once you're wealthy, if you keep on giving Miser as you should, you'll maintain your wealth and you won't have a devastating loss. How's that odd bleed eye? Well, we know how much LF core is. Right, maybe it was a equivalent of hundred million dollars. Mini, mini. That's part of meaning. I believe that how do you, every, every person will have a different level of what I believe that means also. Right? That, could, that could be. Listen, but I, I do think that's an important ha'ara as well. We don't know Kuf Korim could be the equivalent to $10 billion. So maybe by giving Miser, maybe that's how he got wealthy in the first place. And he's continuing to give Miser religiously every year. So he's maintaining that level of wealth that, that already is Ad Blidai. One other question maybe related, or but does Tosa like, know this guy? This is his neighbor? They actually, they went to high school together. Is this a mushal? <laughs> no, so he's quoting an agoda. Chazal. Also, I think with the farming, there are usually times when you have uh, like bad years and good years and stuff like that. So also to have something that's consistent might be really uh, useful for a farmer specifically. Okay, I hear that. I mean, that, that, that might be applied to business as well, you know. In the big leagues, you'll have ups and downs. And so, but this, this is one potential shot as to how this story is not in conflict with the Gemara. That really giving Miser and even doing so with the Kavana, I'm doing this to get wealthy, is not only okay, but it's encouraged. And if you're already in that bracket, you're in that status of someone who's an usher muflog, so then giving Miser will, will be a haftacha to maintain that ashirus. You don't have to call it maintaining. We know that like every Rosh Hashanah, everybody's starting over. Just oh. because you're an usher doesn't mean, you know, something has to happen to remove you from being an usher. You just you have to, you know, every year you're being Zoka to be an usher. So that's why I was doing it. Right. So I, I think that's a very important point as well. The whole idea of, of maintaining a shirus is probably heresy. There's no such thing as maintaining a status quo. We don't believe in status quo. Kadosh Baruch Hu is Machadish Betuva Yom Tamir. So, it's true, I was wealthy yesterday and the year before, but the fact that I'm still wealthy means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still infusing this reality and granting me this wealth to continue. 
100%. You still have to say that point to address what, what Avi was asking, that the Ashirus we're talking about, about is Ashirus Ad Blidai. I thought you said the, the other upside of it's uh, so much. It was really $10 billion, and that's considered like enough. Right, I'm saying it has to be something that, that would be viewed as ad blida in order to fit with the Gemara. That could be the answer, though, right? That, that, that probably is the answer. If, if, if that's really the answer, then why would the son have any problem giving Meiser? That's a question, I believe, that's based on a premise that's flawed. Someone who has a gut it might be hard to relate to the the notion of even if you have billions of dollars, right? first of all, to give 10% of billions of dollars is a lot of money. So 100 core is also a lot. Not so easy to part with money. Not so easy. I share a 10 second story. In LA, there's a robbery of this year to a very exclusive wealthy group in the, in the city. He once told them if each of them would give 1% charity, there would be no problems in LA in terms of like, so that, you know, most of and one guy said, we'll do it. And he called back the next day to Broadway said, I'm taking my guy, I can't do it. Wow. Maybe you'll get me his number after this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is the Gemara, and this is Tosus. Here we have it. Let's go weiter. The truth is, really, we have a mission in Perkyovos that seems to tell us the similar idea. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Schok Vakalis Rosh Margilin Leerva, Masora Siag Latora, Masro Siag Osher. Giving Meiser is a Siag Osher. And Siag, the Mashmos of Siag, is not necessarily enhancing, but protecting, right? It's a fence around the Ashirus that we saw from Tosfos. So the Rebbe Yonah quotes this Gemara in Tainas. Let's skip down four lines. And this is the same idea of the Mishnah here. I'm sorry. If one wants to get wealthy, he should give Meiser Ba'ayin Yofe generously. One should not say, but giving Meiser, everything I'm making, it's such a, a difficult thing to do. Give it, and give it by in Yofer. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is trustworthy to pay you back everything you give, and to double the schar. And he adds in amazing words here. Not only is this true because Chazal tell us it's true, but it's emis gam al pihan nisoyon. This is what experience shows us. You speak to people who actually live this way, it's, it's boro kechama. Ve'inyin ha hu ha maisros. Giving tzedakah is similar to giving maiser, that the more you are mosif, then the more shirus you will get. What is the difference quickly between tzedakah and maiser? So the Pashib Shad is, there's, a, there's some level of obligation to give Meiser. Is that a deraisa? Is that a derabanan? Is that a universal uh, minig? Whatever it is, that's giving 10%. Tzedakah is outside of that 10%. So theoretically, I already gave all of my 10% to the usual mostos and, and, and niyim that I support. However, if somebody comes over to me in shul asking for money, you have a chiv to give them something. Right? So that's tzedakah. And Rabbi Yon is telling us that the haftacha for Ashirus, this promise for wealth, is not limited to Meiser, but it applies to Tzedakah as well. A person should never have his heart feel hesitant to give uh, massive gifts to the poor. Pen yimat oshro, because that might take away from my Ashirus, and then I might not have enough. You should know by doing this, by giving generously, by giving matanos gedolos le'evyonim and to building campaigns, you will get much more in return. Okay, that's the Rebbe Yonah. What comes first? Does it first come that a person just has money and he gives more than what he can, even if he's, doesn't, he's not wealthy at all? 
an average person, and then he will become wealthy? Or is it once you become wealthy, then you should give a lot and not feel like Hashem will take away that wealth? So bring me a raya from the Gemara. Bishvil Shittasasher? Meaning it's before. It's before. Once you are an Asher, so then it's able to be a Siyag Osher. But there's no, there's no concept that I have to wait until the point that I'm officially... Uh, a gavir, and only then I'll give my sir. So maybe that's the reason to test Hashem. Only when you say you don't do it, you're responsible to Shabbos. And this might be like a risky Shabbos. Then I would still have to explore what level of, of Shabbos is required. If a person, <coughs> you have a, a kolil couple, you know, they're bringing in nothing per month, and, and they're starting off with $800 in the red. So do you have to give my sir? The halachic answer is no. And it could very well be giving Meiser at that point would be irresponsible and that would be inappropriate hishtadlus. Why would that not be more testing, testing of the Lord? The question is, in what scenario is Hashem saying, test me? Is He saying, listen, right now you owe $180,000 to many different people and you're drowning in chovos. Test me! Right? You have no job right now and you're getting more and more in the red. But give Meiser and see what happens. How far do you take this? Right, so that, that's going to be more in the halachic discussion of when does this chiyuv meiser actually take effect and when would we say you're not yet in the category that giving meiser is something HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do. Follow and you get next week? What? <laughs> we can continue next week. There's a lot more to discuss on this topic. How are, how are there everyone around? Everybody could just do this. Okay. Good kasha. Good kasha. Is there discussion of why this is true? Why is this the one exception? Yes. That's what I want to get into. What's so unique about Meiser that the Kaddish Baruch says, test me? Let's take a look here in page three. Yes. What is the actual mitzvah of Meiser? Is it the separation or is it the giving? So the, the Pashim shot it's the giving, the actual giving of 10%. There's a hafrasha that takes place prior to the giving. Right? When it comes to the field, you're separating 10% of the produce. When it comes to money, you're separating 10% of the kesev. But the kiyum, the mitzvah, is the actual giving of the miser. So let's delve into what exactly is the general iser, shalola nasos Hashem. If you take a look at the Sefer Achinoch, the way he understands the mitzvah is actually, it's, there, there's a dual, a dual prohibition. His title of this mitzvah is Shalolinasos Novi Emis Yoser Midai. Don't test a true prophet more than, uh, than is needed. Shinimnu Shalolinasos Yoser Midai Hanavi Amiyaser Esa'am, Bamalamdam Darchei Achuva. You should not continue to test the Navi who's already been proven and who's now serving in that role of giving Tochacha and inspiring the nation to do tshuva, once it's already been known to all of us, the truth of his prophecy. And that's pshat in the Pasuk, Don't test the schar and the onish of Hashem, that are being shared or communicated to you through his prophets. Then he goes further. He says, You shouldn't do any of the mitzvahs of Hashem in a way that you're testing Hashem. Kolomar. Don't do a mitzvah to test Hashem to see if he'll actually pay you back. Well, you're not doing it because of your love or reverence of Hashem. You're only doing it to test Him. So what's intriguing is, it sounds like the Iker prohibition of Lotanasu as Hashem Elokeichim is referring to testing a Navi. Included in this prohibition, says the Sefer Chinuch, is also testing Hashem in your performance of mitzvahs. So now he's bothered by the following question. Don't ask the kasha from what we saw in the Gemara. 
There it seems to be saying that you should test Hashem, give Miser to get wealthy. So Shikavar Terutza Shom, the Gemara answers for us over there, V'amru Shebechol HaMitzvah's Nemar Lotanasu, Chutzmi Zud Miser. This is the exception. How do we know it's the exception? Because we have a different Pasuk, the Pasuk in Malachi, that says, Bachanuni Nabuzos. Okay, but what's the reason for that exception, like Rabbi Wasser was asking? So it now sounds like he's giving the Svarah. Does everyone appreciate how I erased Hashem's name in every Pasuk here? Noticing that, is, yeah. is that beautiful? The whole thing, yeah. You know, it, it took me longer to erase Hashem's name than to put together the Marmakomos. <laughs> you might say, isn't erasing Hashem's name in Isser also? I just covered it up for the photocopy. So the truth is, I actually saw recently that somebody made a photocopy where they actually had Shem Hashem, and before making the photocopies, they took like a pen and they made the hay into a kuf. So that's problematic because that itself is erasing Hashem's name. That's changing the Shem Hashem. If you're doing it digitally, then post Gemarmegel, right? So you're erasing it digitally, and then when you print it out for the first time, it's not there. But once you have it on paper, to erase Hashem's name, to not have Shem Hashem, is erasing Hashem's name. Close parentheses. <laughs> Based on the Pasuk in Mishle, Malva Hashem Chonein Dal. One who is gracious to the poor, Hashem will lend to you. Hashem lends to those who are gracious to the poor. Kilomar. Shehodionu hakel. Oh, we missed the Shem Hashem. After all of that work, <laughs> it still requires Shemus. Oi. I'll just leave it on top of the photocopy machine and see what happens. Shehodionu hakel baruchu. Kibifarnaseinu misharsei beso b'maiser. That when we're being mefarnes misharsei beso, those people who are working in our home through Meiser, We'll see the benefit and the blessing in our money. And this, I think, is similar to what Rabbi Goldstein was saying. Nothing will stand in the way of you receiving your, your monetary benefit even chet v'avon. So sometimes we say the concept of, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I was deserving of something, but shema yigro machet. But maybe because of my chatayim, that would change my destiny. And perhaps now I'm no longer deserving of that particular bracha. That's not a cheshben when it comes to this haftacha of a shirus, of wealth, for my sir. So what reason is he saying, Rabbi Wasser, as to why this is the exception? Because of the Pasuk in Mishle, Malve Hashem Chonein Dal. How is that explaining why this is the exception? It just sounds like he's quoting a third Pasuk. <coughs> Any suggestions? I mean, it's, it, seems like, it seems like Hashem put a system in place whereby... There's gonna, I mean, for whatever reason, there's gonna be people who don't have as much, and it's you know sort of our job to you know to help them out and support them. Like this is this is the system. Hashem needs to have Hashem needs to have pathways through which to make sure that also poor people are supported. So it like almost like it was set in place. Like this needs to happen. Like you you, you are the conduit, so it's gonna happen if you do it, kind of thing. Beautiful. I think that's exactly what the Sefer Chinuch is saying. Why is this the exception? Generally, we can't test Hashem when it comes to mitzvos. So here, though, Malve Hashem means Hashem is lending you money. Why is Hashem lending money to the Chonein Dal? Because you're working on His behalf. There are people or there are institutions that are in need of money. If I happen to have a shirus and I'm using that, with a hakara that this was given to me in order to benefit others who are in need, so then that is the system Hashem created. It's not about I'm testing Hashem to see if I could get wealthy 
as a selfish type of thing, even though that might be my, my intention. I want to be extremely rich, so I'll test Hashem. Am I allowed to do that? The answer is, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Why is that system true in the first place? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to take care of Aniyim, and there has to be a system that allows for that. So if I'm proving myself that I am one of these, these messengers, I've, I've stepped up to that role to be there, to be a chonein dal, then of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu will continue giving me, giving me revach. And even if I do chatoyim and other things, that's not going to prevent the blessing because it's not about me. The system is not made for me, the usher. The system is made for those who are in need of money. So why doesn't... I mean, maybe we haven't gotten to it yet, but why didn't he use this as an answer in Shari B'tachon for people who say, why do you see Rishayim that are wealthy? So one of the answers should be, that has nothing to do with you. They, they could be a Russian Marusha, but the reason why the guy's still wealthy is because he gives a lot to other people. <sighs> Asking from Bakias. Asking from Bakias and Shari B'tachon. Maybe he's called a Russian Marusha because he also doesn't do that. Right. Maybe he's addressing the question of those people who are such a Russia, they don't even give Meiser. Efsher. As far as not unique to Meiser, we say all the time that um, put us here with a certain purpose, and when we devote ourselves to serving him, then we're going to have more resources in order to do that. You know, if you're involved with the cloud, if you, you know, everything in our life is given to us in order to serve Hashem, and we believe that when we use it for the right thing, Hashem will continue to enable us to do that. So why? So that 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 is true. First of all, we say we say that all the time. Where do we say that? We're, so we're davening. We're davening that, that those who are osik b'tzar chetzibur should part have. Of the, part of the strategy during Elul, right? A person should. If you want to have a good din, you should oh. be somebody that Hashem needs around because you a lot of people depend on you. Like I don't know. I, so let, how about we'll do this? Let, I want to finish off the Sefer Chinuch because I think this gets right into to this conversation. But before we go weiter, and even before we address questions, do we at least like the pshat? That, that's what he's saying, right? Um, it, it sounds really good. There... I'm looking for some positive reinforcement. <laughs> Is it a beautiful pshat in the Sefer Chinuch? He said it really good. I don't see how he answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's explain why you're allowed to test. Well, how does it explain why you're allowed to test? Even if that's the system. Be- because, the, so, so once... Pause. Okay, now what, how, how we'll do this. Can I put you on pause for a moment? You really want to say something, right? No, no, no. no I... <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> okay. The guy who makes fun of other people who ask questions, he's okay to be put on pause himself. That's <laughs> all. How about we'll finish with the Sefer Rechina? Because I think it's all connected. V'tam iser hanisayon b'mitzvos. What is the reason behind the general iser to test Hashem? Mipnei shishar mitzvos eno ba'olam hazeh. The reward for mitzvos are not in this world. K'moshe darsher z'chorin l'vracha b'resh m'sech l'savod azara. Hayom la'asosam u'lamachar kalomer l'olam haba l'ital scharam. This world is not the place of reward. Rather, this world is for la sosam to do the mitzvos. Lamachar olam haba is where we receive the schar. V'zesh omer zichron levracha haomer selazo letzedaka bishvil sheyichya bni harezet sadik gamar. And then he throws in the gemara from Baba Basra. Anyone who says I'm giving this dollar to tzedaka in order that my son should have a refuah. He's at Tzadik Gamor, even though he's clearly doing it for some level of a selfish reason. So, Terutza Chachamim HaMefarshim, Kishigomer HaNosein Balibo Loseis Osa, Bein Sheyichya Olo Yichya, She'ein Ze Menasa Es Hashem. So he's bothered by a question. In general, we have a prohibition, do not test God in mitzvos. The reason for that is, and we'll explore this in a second, but the reason is because the reward is not in this world, it's the next world. I, we have the Gemara that tells us, if you give tzedakah in order to have a refuah, you're considered righteous. Isn't that testing Hashem? So the answer the Sefer Chinuch tells us is, based on what the Gemara says over there, 
that when it comes to a yid, if you're giving money, although you have in mind, I want this to be a segula, I want it to be a refuah, I want it to bring a shidduch, your gomer das, that even if chalila that doesn't happen, you still will not have charata for doing the mitzvah. And that's why you're at tzadik gomer, because it's not contingent, it's not dependent on, on that, that blessing coming through. That's why it's not called testing Hashem. What? We can, we can say, basically, I won't believe in Hashem if I don't get wealthy from giving Miser. Well, Miser seems to be the exception, right? Miser seems to be that even if I'm only giving Miser to become wealthy, and if I don't become wealthy, I will have Charata, I'm still allowed to do that. What I want to explore, though, briefly is, wh- what is the reason he's talking about here? He says, the reason why generally there's an Isser to test Hashem is because reward is not in this world, it's in the next world. If you were to ask anybody before seeing the Sefer Echinach, you were to tell them, by the way, one of the Taryag mitzvahs is that you should not test Hashem while doing a mitzvah. What do you think the reason behind that prohibition is? What would most people answer? Exactly, you have to trust Hashem that Lamaisa Hashem said to do the mitzvah, and whatever happens, happens. I'm not doing it for the schar. I'm not doing it because I need this particular ashirus. I'm doing it because that's the tzivui. So testing Hashem is, is a lack of basic faith. That's how I would have explained the Isser. Is that what the Sefer Chinuch is saying? That doesn't sound like it. What is the Sefer Chinuch saying? You can't test Hashem because reward is not in this world, it's in the next world. He's saying it's a faulty premise that you should be getting anything now for the mitzvah. It's not true. Right, it sounds like it's a very practical reason. <laughs> you can't test Hashem, not because it's a simon of a lack of faith. It's just silly. Your whole mindset is, is warped. That's not how the world works. <laughs> just because you're doing a mitzvah doesn't mean you're going to get schar. But don't we believe in schar and onesh? We do, but schar is in the next world. Schar is not in this world. So, so how do we therefore understand the exception of Miser? That's that <coughs> there, it's the one mitzvah where the Torah says, do this and you'll get a shirus. And the shirus doesn't mean semech bechelko. It doesn't mean some kind of emotional or spiritual feeling. It means you'll be wealthy. It doesn't mean all and it's not referring to Olam Haba. So the way he's presenting it, right? why was this the exception to the rule? We have a Pasuk. Okay. What's the understanding of that? So first it sounds like he's saying, well, because Malve Hashem Chonein Dal. If you are a Chonein Dal, then it makes sense for Hashem to keep on giving you money regardless of your own merit, because this is the system Hashem created to be Mefarne Sinim. Why is there generally a prohibition against testing Hashem? Because that's not how the world works. To try to test Hashem doesn't make any sense because Hashem never said, I'm going to give you bounty and blessing in this world when you do the mitzvah. So it comes out, it almost sounds like he's now, he's not saying this, but it comes out there could be two different reasons why when it comes to Miser, you're allowed to test Hashem. One reason is because Malve Hashem Chonendal. This is the system Hashem created. It's not about you, but it's for the Yenim. And the other reason is because Legabe, this mitzvah in particular, there is a promise that you will get reward in this world. So then what's the problem with testing Hashem? Isn't that explaining why will Meaning like... Well, well, what he's doing here, v'tam iser hanisoyim b'mitzvos, he's going back to the general prohibition, why is it a problem to tet Hashem, right? So, but isn't so what the inference is why that doesn't apply here? Right, so why would it not apply here? Maybe he's trying to explain why loyake shun brachet, even though this is the system, but why doesn't anything get messed up? Because, but what he's saying, by, by other mitzvos, it's not supposed to come now, but this is supposed to come now, so... 
Can you explain why Hashem will make it come now even though you have other affairs? Many are saying maybe he needs that Pasuk in Mishlei to explain why it's not based on your, your level of righteousness. You wouldn't need that, though, if, the, if the first reason it stands on its own. The first reason stands on its own, that Hashem is giving it to you only so that you could take care of His children in this world. So if that's, if that's the reason stands on its own, that's why it doesn't need an extra explanation for that. Right, and the truth is, he's not, he's not saying this would be the explanation for why you're allowed to test Hashem. He's just saying this is the general reason why you can't test Hashem regarding any other mitzvah. We're just deriving from this. Hey, one second. If the reason you can't test Hashem is because that's not how the system works, so then this itself would be an answer to why we are allowed to test Hashem when it comes to Meiser, because it's a different system. So I'm just pointing out, it comes out, and this might be somewhat of a question, but it does come out that there are almost two different reasons guiding us in this direction as to why you're allowed to test Hashem when it comes to Meiser. And they, and they almost seem contradictory. They seem, they almost seem kind of like, in, it's almost like, I mean, if, th- if this is Hashem's true intent, is that he's lending you money, it seems like all this is like the pomp and circle. Like, uh, this is the only place where it's actually referred to as a loan, whereas everywhere else it's like, yeah, yeah, you'll get rich, whereas really what's happening behind the scenes is he's lending you money. Meaning, is he making you wealthy, or is he lending you money to do the job you need to do? So in Hashkafa, and we find this in many sources, every cent we have, we view as it's a loan from Hashem, okay. right? So that, that's Dama Hashkafa. There's no such thing as I have a possession of, of money. Everything's a halva. I'm sure we'll discuss that more on Tuesday night one time, right? I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, maybe we'll end off with, with one last point here, and we'll have to continue next week. There's a lot to get into. Yes? He, he only says explicitly one reason why you're allowed to test Hashem, which is the Pasuk and Mishle. This is the system Hashem created to be mefarnes le'enim, right? I'm just pointing out that based on the reason he says why generally you cannot test Hashem, that would seem to be another rationale as to why regarding Meiser you would be allowed to test Hashem. Is, is that two separate things, or that this is the, this is the spur behind why there's a different system for Meiser? Right now he's just explaining why there's... His whole piece is, is, is touching the Isser of Shalol Linasos. And he's explaining why you can't test Hashem. We're deriving from this. That would be another rationale as to why by Maisa you would be allowed to test Hashem. Although it doesn't seem like it's the second one. It seems like it's built on the first one. Because this is the system and because you do see it in this world, right? therefore, right, therefore you, the second reason can exist. Right, right. Mean, meaning that if you wanted to say almost like in a chronological order, Malva Hashem Chonendal is explaining why Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher. That's explaining the system. Once we have a system, so then of course you could test Hashem because Hashem said it's going to happen. The reason you can't test Hashem with any other mitzvah is because Hashem never said it will happen and it won't happen. So what are you doing? Okay. I want to end up with a, with a question. Which is like this. What does it say in the second paragraph of Kriyashma? Fields, rain, shmak, produce. So, Islam, what's the shot in the Gemara and about Azaro? This world, we don't get schar, only the next world? Don't we have many, many explicit verses in the Bible itself that speak about? When you listen to the mitzvot, you will benefit greatly in this world. Maybe it's national. Is that a direct correlation? Maybe it's national. Also, we have two answers. One is maybe that's on a national level, lavdaka for every yachid. Another answer would be maybe what? It's not a direct. Like you do this mitzvah, you get this reward. In general, if you keep the Torah and the mitzvot, then Hashem will provide you. Okay. Okay. Okay, meaning that there's no indication that this particular mitzvah leads to this, this particular haftacha. I want to throw in one more idea into the mix here, which is the Rambam. The Rambam writes that even though the Gemara tells us there's no schar olam hazeh, but here's the following mashal. You have a new executive director and he is on fire. And he is mamish, you know, doing amazing things, and he's organizing out the books, and he's making a ton of money. 
Now, the initial agreement was, you give him an hour off for lunch. And usually what he does is he goes down the street to a nice kosher cafe and he eats lunch. That's an hour away from the office, though. So you say, you know what? You are doing such an incredible job. What's your favorite thing to eat during the day? So he says, I really enjoy uh, sushi. Not from, not from uh, Winn-Dixie, but I prefer from Aroma, not even the Grove. I like Aroma. I like the brown rice spicy tuna. Give me a couple of those, and then a couple other things. And you say, you know what? I'm going to get you this every single day. You tell me exactly what you want, and it's yours. If you could just stay here in the office and continue working to be more productive. Does that take away from his salary, the fact that you're also giving him lunch? He's making the same salary every year. What you're doing, though, is because you are being so effective and you're being so productive, I want to give you more in order that you could continue and you could enhance your productivity. That's not schar. That's not the salary. If you're not, because he's working in a Huh? He's working in a So and maybe you'll give him more schar because of that, but that's going to be in the yearly salary. The fact you're giving him lunch every day does not take away from the money he's going to make. So explains the Rambam. Although it's true that we have a principle of in this world we don't get schar, that's because the whole reality of schar is something that cannot be contained in this world. This is a limited, finite vessel. There's no way to contain limitless, infinite bracha and devekis with Hashem, lehonos meziv shechinoso, in the finite confines of Olam Hazeh. So schar can't happen in this world. However, you can still get bracha. You can still get bracha. So that, that just to understand the pshat and the Gemara of Odazara and how that stems with all the psukim we find in, in Tanakh. However, when it comes to the haftach of Ashirus, that at least we're ending off for now. You're not only allowed to, but you're encouraged to give Meiser to test Hashem because there's no problem with it. Hashem wants the system to continue, and it will. Try it. No, no, this is a special haftach by Meiser that you are guaranteed to get a shirus. No, you'll still get schar olam haba, 100%. To be continued to both sides.